morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Gonzo, joined by our several members of our 3T family. We've got the Italian stallion, the leader of the warrior maniacs, Mr. Johnny Crypto, and our team lead, the joyful one, Jackie. So sorry for the late start today. We had a bit of technical issues because as you can see, I'm hosting the show today. I'm down in Southern California. So hopefully the Wi-Fi kind of holds up. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing the topic of conversation at the holiday dinner table. Was it a lot of, I told you so, are they right? We recap 2022 and where we might go in 2023. CZ takes to Twitter and addresses the FUD surrounding Binance. Do we agree or disagree? Is Binance a security or one of the greatest investment opportunities? And JP Morgan claims crypto is non-existent, talking out of both sides of their mouth. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. For those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. Now, yesterday was Christmas. Johnny, I can't see you, but I'm going to go to you first, brother. How are you doing? Well, Gonzo, first of all, thank you very much. And hopefully you, you and your families all had a, a very merry Christmas and uh, a happy, safe holiday. That's what's important. And hopefully to all our warrior maniacs out there, hopefully you guys also had a very Merry Christmas. I just want to say good morning to all you guys out there today. And uh, it's an exciting day. Obviously, it's the day after holiday. We got technical issues. We got people that, you know, not be able to be here today. But nonetheless, <laughs> we try to show up every single day here for you guys uh, just to bring you the latest news of what's happening. We're happy to do that. Jackie, hopefully you had a great holiday, too. Gonzo, you may not be able to see me, but I could see you and your hair still looks fantastic. George Clooney <laughs> would be jealous. <laughs> that's awesome thanks johnny uh yeah so jackie and we're gonna get a little bit into it as far as like discussions that happened at the uh you know holiday table uh um yesterday so jackie how are you doing how was your christmas uh thanks for being here with me thank you uh i'm doing great guys i love this time of year it makes me all warm and fuzzy inside good to see the family um, and just kind of spend family time together. So that was, uh, we're super simple, nothing, nothing crazy. I wish we were a little crazy, like, like Johnny's family getting all together and playing games and stuff, but we're a little bit more on the relaxed side. So it was just kind of a calm, you know, no, no stress time, but it was good. It was good to see them. So happy to be here with my warrior family. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. Cause, uh, like my family, we, we didn't really play games or anything like that. But when I started dating Shelly and we eventually got married, her family does that on Christmas Eve. So we came down to visit my stepdaughter in LA at college because she can't leave because she's part of this pretty impacted program where they don't really get uh, days off. So they were, we were playing all kinds of different games while I was trying to prepare for the show. So it, it was really funny. I would like research stories. Then I would get up and go play the game. And then I would come back and, <laughs> and, and do the whole thing all over again. So, but yeah, you know, like you said, Johnny, like we're going to, we're going to keep it coming every day and we're going to keep bringing content to you guys. So let's start off this thing. Like we always do by Johnny, you can change the camera view, looking at our good morning crypto account. We got 2,500 followers. 
I, I can't believe how quickly this thing has grown. It just seems like yesterday that, um, you know, we were kind of just starting the account out and it's gone through so many different changes. So it's just really wild, right? Even my own account, like I'm almost, I got 700 and something followers. So it's pretty cool. I know Johnny, I think Johnny stays comparable with the show. I think Johnny, what do you got? You got like 2,500 followers on your Twitter? Yeah, I'm not, not there quite. I don't know, somewhere around 2,100 or so. We're kind of going neck and neck there. But yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. But the show is really growing, guys. So you're right. It is awesome. And that's kudos to to all our warrior maniacs out there who follow us. So we love you guys. I'm racking yeah, up about John. 70. So that's good. <laughs> Jackie, that's <laughs> oh, Jackie. Let, let's be honest, though. Like, Jackie kind of social media. She just doesn't like social media. Like, you, you come on the show and you do the things you're out about. Like, you'd rather be, like, outside with people in a group environment, right, Jackie? Yeah, no, that's my excuse why I don't have so many followers. <laughs> no, no, I really, yeah, I don't like social media. I have crypto. I mean, I have Twitter specifically for crypto. Um, but yeah, it's good. All good things. That's cool. We, we all got it. We'll carry it. So let's move on to the crypto bubbles, right? And so the other day they were like all red and then one little bit of green. So kind of some of the same thing, mixed bag. Um, you know, Bitcoin really hasn't done anything over the holiday, just kind of went sideways. Um, XTC uh, over the last few days has been on a, a significant tear, 7.9 for today. But uh, I think it was one of the biggest bubbles um, earlier, I think, at the end of the week or before. So I, I'm a very visual person. So I just love looking at the little bubbles and stuff. Uh, let's move on. Fear and greed index. Nothing's really changed. Just like I said, Bitcoin's been moving sideways. And so the fear and greed index has been at like 28. You can look, uh, nothing's really changed there. Um, let's look at the total coin market cap. If it comes up, is it taking a second? This is what I mean by like, spotty, yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, um, it's, it's, it's coming. It looks like it's loading up. Maybe well, we'll just refresh. keep talking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's see. I'll hit refresh and see what happens. But, um, Spotty internet, though. There you go. There we go. Yeah. So total market cap is at $810 billion. Uh, ETH gas, 12 guay. So uh, I think it was Friday. So check this out, Jackie. Um, I haven't been on OpenSea in a long time, right? Because we've been dealing with uh, X-Royalty, and we're going to talk about that later on the show because there's a big surprise or a big announcement about X-Royalty. So that's coming at the end of the show. But anyway, so we've been focusing on kind of our own projects. Well, I have some NFTs on OpenSea. It was uh, an NFT project that had to do with veterans. And um, I had I had the NFTs. I put one up to sale because it looks really cool. To be honest with you, I don't follow the, the project. It could be worth a lot of Ethereum. I have no idea. But I put it up for half of Ethereum and it sold like that. So maybe it's worth more. I don't care. But at least I got half of Ethereum. But I moved the Ethereum over and um, it's the cheapest I've ever paid. It was $1.60. And for Ethereum, that's cheap. I get it that, you know, XRPL is fractions of a cent. There are other blockchains that are so much better. But like for Ethereum, $1.60 was, was really, really uh, cheap. And that was at 10 Gwei. It's at 12 Gwei today. So like we were talking about, Bitcoin is at 16.8. It absolutely hasn't done anything but gone sideways. We really need to get up above, I'd say like 17,000. Um, it seemed like on the charts, like we were, we were waiting for some kind of move up. I don't think we're going to go that much more up, but um, the more that we stay sideways and if we can't recover from to 17,000, then you can expect that we're going to come downward and maybe double bottom at that 15, three level, 15, eight, whatever that bottom was at. 
Um, Ethereum at 1200. Let's see, BNB 242. We're going to talk about BNB a little bit later. XRP 35 cents actually went down to like 34 cents over the weekend. Cardano 26 cents. Matic 80. Uh, let's see, Solana 11 cents. You know, that $12 lever was really strong. Um, so if we can't hold this, then I think we're coming down to eight on Solana if you're one of those Solana believers. Uh, Chainlink is under $6. Cosmos is up a little bit uh, at $9. Where's our favorite? Where's Johnny's favorite? Quant, 107, right? Algorand, 16 cents. Seems like such a steal. The thing with, with Algorand uh, is that we've made a new lower low and we're still on a downward trend. So we don't know where the bottom could be. So just, you know, kind of be careful with that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't dollar cost average. Uh, I'm just saying that we broke that lower support. And so now we got to see, it seems like 16, 17 cents has been holding. So um, Johnny, what are you looking at for the market? And uh, what do you see? Well, you know, at the end of the day right now, I'm just kind of, you know, my favorite ones like Quant, I'm keeping an eye on that one. File and Flow, I'm keeping an eye on that one. DYDX, I'm keeping an eye on those. Even keeping an eye on Solana because, you know, I want to see if this is one of those deals where Solana is going to die or am I going to look back a few years from now and be pissed off that I didn't buy more because it was sitting here. Although, you know, I saw some really, really bad news. A little article just posted this morning that Solana's top NFT um, projects are moving off the Solana chain. They're moving them out, and they're going to Ethereum and Matic. So not a good sign for Solana. Makes me worry. Makes me wonder. So um, I'm not so sure what's going to happen there. But I am keeping an eye on it since you asked the question. So those are like the four or five that I'm, I'm keeping an eye on right now, Gonzo. Yeah, and the other thing with Solana is that we don't know is okay so the all-time high right it seems like it was artificially pumped right because these guys were ftx spf whatever they were selling bitcoin and moving it into solana and yeah. artificially artificially pumping the price up so we don't know what that top looks like i think it's definitely higher than where we're at right now but mm. can we do all-time highs again mm. you know I, I don't know it's one of these things where it's risk for a reward right I, I do think that if they survive this bear market that they will be around in the next bull run and they're going to be more valuable than they are now. All-time highs, I don't know. That remains to be seen because we really don't know what that real top should have been because I feel like they were pumping so much money into it, right? Jackie, yeah. what are you looking at? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's a very good point. Is you know, First of all, uh, welcome Adam West to the show. First time live. We love it. Love having you here. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut off Jackie. No, uh, I just wanted to say I thought you brought up a very good point. Not only do we not know the impact of FTX on Solana, because I agree with you 100%, Gonzo. The question is, what else did those bastards pump up behind the scenes, those rat snake weasels with FTX that propped up and created a lot of false artificial highs that you know we don't know? And that, to me, is something very interesting to look at going forward, is what was the true impact of FTX and all these? And was it just Solana that they impacted, or there were seven or eight or ten other cryptos that had artificially high all-time highs that we may never see again. So that's another thing, you know, to keep an eye or just be aware it, of. It, it seems like he stayed in that Solana ecosystem, right? Because they were starting out. So Serum, whatever was in that Solana ecosystem seems like the ones that were affected. There's a reason why he kind of stayed away, I think, from Bitcoin and, and Ethereum. Mm -hmm. uh, because at the time it was so decentralized, I think it was harder to manipulate because of price action. So, uh, I mean, that remains to be seen. I know that they sold off a lot of their Solana to defend the FTT peg. 
Um, so I uh, we'll see what they have left or what happens with the with the whole Alameda thing with whatever assets they have left. Jackie, what are you looking at at the market? How do you feel about it? Um, I think like currently right now, guys, I'm I'm kind of waiting to see what happens at the end of the year. So over the next week, I'm just kind of holding. Um, I, I know last time we were on, someone asked, hey, so you're not dollar cost averaging right now? Guys, t right now is a fine time to go dollar cost average. I think over the next year is a fine time to dollar cost average um, on a macro level, right? But if you're looking to get like the most bang for your buck, I'm right now this week, I'm kind of just waiting um, just because we did talk about tax harvesting, things like that going on. Um, as far as what I'm looking at to accumulate, Dude, Matic keeps calling my name, man. There are so many things with with Matic that are coming. And I think a lot of people, you talked about um, NFTs in particular, a lot of people moving from Solana. I think a lot of people are moving over to the Matic blockchain um, in, in regards to NFTs. And then uh, I'm looking for new narratives, right, for, uh, I guess, niches. You know, um, when we get back into the bull run, things kind of, tokens and coins that involved in certain niches blow off, right? So I'm looking for things uh, in regards to AI. I think that'll be a big narrative this this next bull run. And then also layer twos. Those are the my kind of two main focuses. Yeah, um, I think there's an article if we get to it that talks about like different cryptocurrencies in 2023. Um, but definitely I did some research, um, on Ethereum because I know Abzos calls me the Ethereum expert. So I have to kind of live up to that expectation, but, um, because uh, a lot of people aren't talking about it, but like Ethereum kind of changed its mechanism for sharding, right? It was supposed to do a certain type of sharding and now they're changing it. We could talk about it on a, on a different show and maybe do a deep dive, but it's really depending on, um, ZK rollup technology or the layer twos to now scale it. Um, they are going to do sharding, but it's not going to be without getting too technical, like a smart shard. It's not gonna be able to process smart contacts. Smart contracts can be very basic. And that's why ZK Rollups or ZK EVM, which is basically a rollup solution that is compatible to the Ethereum virtual machine. I know that's a lot of technical stuff, but basically they're kind of transitioning what they were gonna do because they said it's not possible, which I think is funny because I think it's not possible for them because imagine Ethereum is a giant ship on the ocean, right? and it needs to turn, it can't make very big turns. And so I think that's why they went away from it, which brings a really good narrative with Near because Near does sharding. And it seems like Near is proving that the sharding that Ethereum wanted to do, they're actually pulling it off. So I think in the next bull run, Near is a very interesting play when it comes to sharding. So something to look out for. Mm. Uh, let's start off with, I'm glad you mentioned DYDX because for one of the first stories I want to look at, was this Twitter, I had tweeted about it, hopefully it comes up, but it was up by, this is Carl, right? So this was really cool. So Carl had posted up uh, different unlocks in 2023. And what I could do is instead of showing you the tweet, I'll go right to the website and see where we're at. I thought this was really interesting. Here's DYDX, that's why I bring it up. And what he did was, and again, this is just kind of basic information that he put out. There's a lot of different things that come into besides the unlock, right? Total market cap, um, inflation rate. Um, there's different things that they can do to change the tokenomic. So just keep that in mind. We're just kind of just using this as a discussion topic. But here's your DYDX, Johnny. Uh, current inflation rate is 
percent, right? And that's why I told you maybe we should hold off on that. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have an unlock uh, about 107 percent of uh, looks like of the circulating supply is about to be unlocked uh, on February 2nd. So you got DYDX there. That's at the top of the list. Um, this is Optimistic, which is a layer two scaling solution. Sand. Uh, and then Glimmer was another very interesting one, right? Glimmer is on the Polkadot ecosystem and it, it connects to Ethereum. Um, is there anything that you see here, Jackie, with this list over here that kind of gets your attention as far as like the current inflation rate? Uh, there's some of our favorites in here, HBAR, SAND. I Here's our flow. most favorite, right? RP flow. I'm curious, Gonzo, does this have the Solana unlock? Is there, is that listed? I didn't see it. If you look, oh, the very... There it is right there. 39. Yeah. So 5.99%. This is the inflation rate, right? And if you look, there's Zill at 5%, Litecoin 2.9, Matic at 2.3%, right? And then the very bottom of this, poor AMP, right? AMP is 0.15%. But when the when the SEC called it a security over the whole Coinbase thing, I think it completely fell apart and tanked. But I, I guess it's still alive and kicking at a fraction of a cent, right? Who knows if we get like some kind of clarity if this project comes back. But there you've got ETH, right? And then uh, Bitcoin is up here at 1.75%. I think in the short term, um, Ethereum with the deflationary mechanism, the 1559 burning mechanism makes it deflationary. But we'll see what happens over a long period of time, like more than 10 years. But I, I thought this was really interesting to share. But if you guys go to my Twitter, you guys can see the link on this. Uh, and then just see the information, right? And then here's a note by Carl. It says, I don't say it here, but it's obvious that you must consider borrowing costs, liquidity. Uh, I can't see the other comment. There it goes. Uh, before, let's see, liquidity, et cetera, before even thinking about taking financial decisions. Uh, this is just a quick spreadsheet I've made to track these things. Hope you enjoy. So it's just like another thing when you're doing research, like when you go to Missouri, and you see the decentralization score and different things like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, so, that uh, really is pretty cool. All right. So let's start off uh, with the next tweet. Let's see if it comes up. I wanted to talk about uh, Binance, right? And there was a story that came out, but I met, I just wanted to go straight to the Twitter uh, thread that, that CZ put out because there's a lot of FUD surrounding Binance and he kind of addressed it. So I kind of wanted to go through with the group and tell me kind of like if you agree with this, if you agree with him, or do you think he's kind of uh, being sensitive about it, right? And I won't highlight all of them. There's about nine. But this one talks about some in our industry hate centralization, regardless if sec, uh, um, centralized exchanges helps with crypto adoption at a faster rate. They just hate centralized exchanges. Everyone is allowed to hold their views and voice their opinions. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so do you think that they're just fighting him because they're fighting all exchanges or do you think it's more specific to like Binance, Jackie? Um, I really think that, you know, CZ is probably just not a part of the, of the club. Right. Yeah. Um, I, there was a report that just came out from the Coinbase Institute. They put out um, reports for, for um, this next year, 2023. And they mentioned, you know, they mentioned crypto.com, CRO, things like that. Um, and, and it's like, why why is nobody funding crypto.com right now? Why is their biggest target Binance? I think maybe just because CZ and Binance just aren't part of the club. You know what I mean? That's what I hope. Yeah. Um, I hope that, 
you know, I hope a lot of this is FUD. I really hope that CZ is, you know, is a, is a good guy, quote unquote, good guy. Um, but yeah, only time will tell, but yeah, I just, I, in my honest opinion, I just think that he's not part of the club and he's their biggest target at this point. Yeah. I mean, bottom line is, you know, regardless of whatever's true, you shouldn't keep your thing, your crypto assets on exchanges. You shouldn't treat it as a bank account. Um, you should do whatever you need to do and then move off of it. Right. So Johnny, it says some lose money on trading or experience other issues may blame a tax on us. Not all cases have black and white or right or wrong. So I, I do, uh, you tell me what you think, Johnny, but I, I kind of agree with this a little bit in the fact of that a lot of people lose money and they take zero financial responsibility, whether it's putting into some node project or an NFT project or you know, putting all their eggs in one basket and then they get upset at either a story, an influencer, or the project itself and say that it's a scam because maybe maybe it was a scam, right? Or maybe the just project didn't work out. But I think more people should take financial responsibility because I know with mm -hmm. me, um, any decision that I've made is on me. I don't blame anybody else. And so when I lose money, that's on me. But when I make money, that's on me also. Johnny, what do you think about that? Well, that's the biggest problem in this industry right now is the minute somebody loses money, the first thing they do is they point blame at the influencer or wherever they heard the information from and they don't look at themselves in the mirror. And so the reality is you have to take responsibility. Listen, at the end of the day, you might have heard something that somebody said on this show or another show or something else. But the reality is, you know, nobody is going in on your computer, setting up your account, uploading money to your account and then making buy and sell decisions other than you. And so you have to be responsible for your own stuff. But the problem with our society today is nobody is a man anymore. Nobody wants to take responsibility for their own actions. It's just easier to blame somebody else. So I have I have a major problem with that because we're not really, like the great thing about our shows, we don't shill anything. So it's a little different, but I know a lot of people pissed off at certain people because of the whole Phoenix um, community uh, nodes and all that that you know went under and everything else and people are blaming all those guys for shilling it but the reality is look if you didn't do your homework and you bought into a ponzi scheme and you, you then and you didn't do your homework then yeah you're gonna lose money that's on you a ponzi scheme is not gonna work they don't last and a lot of these coins some of these coins these crypto coins right they're all pumps they're all pump and dumps they're all fake setups uh shit coins for example and, and they were just living a you know a high ride because the way the markets work is they take advantage of you, your emotions, and they take advantage of certain times and especially bull markets when they know that the hype is there, they're going to sell you crap that you think is fantastic and they're going to make it smell fantastic even though it's a pile of turd, right? So that you go in and buy it because the news is hot and everybody will buy anything at that time. And that's just really the cycle that we go through right now until this thing becomes, uh, you know, so I think for CZ, I feel bad for him because at the end of the day, Gonzo, What's happening there is I personally believe he pissed off some people because he pulled the rug out from under them on the whole. He exposed the whole FTX thing, right? The FTX thing, the reality was, at the end of the day, that was a scam, right, from day one. It was set up yeah. to bring it down, to bring the whole crypto market down, right, and to, to really down, to justify a problem, reaction, solution. And he just yanked the plug on them, I think, before they were ready to yank the plug on it. And I think they're pissed off at him. And so now you see what's happening. They're attacking him left and right. That's that's yeah. the good guy, the guy that gets attacked. Yeah, I think you bring up good points, Johnny, before I get into the next section. But, yeah, you know, we've all lost money. I lost money on Strong. I lost money on Fire. 
But the difference, I think Mario and I had this conversation is I owned it. I learned, I figured out, okay, what did I miss? What did I do wrong? Learned from it. And on the next project, I applied what I had learned and I'm up, right? I've pulled, I've continued to pull profits on the next project, which is Zeta, right? Even after they had a price correction, I, I'm still way up, right? Because I made a decision. The first thing I'm going to do is pull a bunch of profits and then I'll worry about creating another load later, right? And that's that's worked out and that's the lesson I learned. Everybody's different, but I didn't sit there and kind of waste my energy on complaining or whatever. That's another thing, diversification, right? If you put all your money into one project, right? Maybe you hit it big, right? Maybe you put all your money on XRP and XRP wins the lawsuit and it goes to the moon and you're a millionaire. What if you put all your money into XRP and the judge decides, you know what? This is too big of a decision to make as far as the investment contract decision and what is a common enterprise. So I'm going to say uh, jury trial or I'm going to say, you know what? You guys lose, but go into the appellate court because I know the appellate court will make the decision that I don't want to make. So they lose, but eventually win. Imagine what your portfolio looks like when XRP corrects even further, right? And so that, that's all I'm saying. When you throw all your eggs in one basket and it goes bad, um, that's what happens, right? I don't think that's going to happen with XRP, but that's just an example, right? This is my personal opinion. So the last note that I want to talk about with this thread is, so some industry players view Binance as competition. We have seen some go to extraordinary lengths to lobby against us or loaning sums of money to small media that's worth many times the media outlets market value, including buying their CEO's houses. So what he's talking about, he's taking a shot at FTX, right? Because they gave money to the CEO of Block, right? Which is a news organization. Um, and I, I'm going to show you guys, because I want to talk about this too, but I'll get a comment from you guys, but I want to show you guys, there's a paid sponsorship story that I'm going to show you and then some other stuff. And what I want to talk to you about after we talk about this is the difference. What's the difference between the media and then influencers? I feel like they're treated a little bit differently. But um, Jackie, do you think that th this was an isolated incident with FTX um, paying off the media? Or do you think that there's other like major either protocols or maybe exchanges that are doing the same thing? Probably not to this level where they're like knowing money that's more than the value of the company but doing kind of favors to get favorable stories. Oh, this happens with, with everyone and everything, right? Um, if that's, I mean, that's marketing and that's how people get their product out there. And that's, I mean, we see it all the time in the crypto space. If you have money behind you and you're able to pay for sponsorship ads and things like that, people do it. And, 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 I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing because um, some people do really have a good product that they're trying to push out there, but some people it's all just a Ponzi scheme. Um, but yeah, that happens all the time. It was not just, I mean, FTX was on a massive scale, but we see this with, with a ton of cryptocurrency projects, micro crap, I'm going to say micro crap, <laughs> but that's true. Micro crap cryptos that, um, yeah. that was, that was totally by default guys. That was not supposed to happen, yeah. but but they, That's a Freudian you know, slip. Yeah, <laughs> they will. They will seriously pay um, more money into their ads than actual, like you know, the development or technological side of their cryptocurrency, just for the money. You know, the money influx, and then they pull that rug pull, and they're gone. So, um, yeah, we see this all the time in the space, and that's why you really, really have to consider where 
the article you're reading comes from, where the um, yeah, where the news outlet is coming from, everything, even even in our news channels now, CNN, Fox, all that stuff. It's all attributed to either one side or the other to push whatever yeah. narrative they want. I think you're spot on. I'm gonna try to find what I did with the story. Uh, is it this one? I, I might have lost it. Uh, CZ. Let me see if this is it, Johnny. So there, no, this is the winter stuff. So there was a story, I might have accidentally lost it, but basically it's a paid promotion. It says sponsored content. It was on, let's see if this one pops up. Uh, okay, yeah, here it is. So these are the next two. So if you look at this story, this is sponsored content. See that bit get, right? So Coindesk does a whole thing on uh, basically BitGet as an exchange. It talks about like are, they're trying to build people's trust, all that. But basically they're promoting BitGet, the, um, the exchange, right? Even though people are hating exchanges right now. If you look over here, right, the very next story, this is Coindesk, right? This is Cointelegraph, five cryptocurrencies to keep an eye on in 2023, right? Now the point whether these are good investments or not is not really the point right but let's look at what they talk about they talk about of course bitcoin that's the easy one ethereum right it's taking a second to load your favorite is on here johnny um ooh. wait there it goes your favorite's on here johnny quant right there's eth right nice. uh, quant is on here let's see matic right that's our favorite too okay uh, and then that was funny. That was uh, Tones. Tones. Baton one. Tones, yeah, tones right? Yeah. So those <laughs> are the five, right? So here's my thing. These media outlets do this all the time. They do coin reviews. They do paid sponsorships. Now, again, like Jackie said, we on this channel, because of Coach JV and where we get like kind of our model from, we don't do paid sponsorship as far as projects, right? We don't, we don't show projects. We talk about our own projects, right? But I feel like when you look at whether it's BitBoy or the other influencers, when they do a review, right, they get raked over the coals if that, that crypto asset or whatever goes bad, right? Uh, or if they talk about a certain protocol. Do you think that there's a double standard here? Do you think that the written media gets more of a free pass compared to kind of the influencers on YouTube? What do you think, Johnny? Do you think that it's a double standard? Well, there's no question about it that the media gets a free pass because the media is already established. And the reality is 95% of the sheep will believe the media. So if the media comes out tomorrow and says the sky is orange, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, some of your buddies will come and say, oh, you know, by the way, the sky is actually orange, not blue. It's 100% going to happen. I guarantee it because I've seen it happen. The media can tell you anything and the people will believe it because it has already instant credibility. And now it's lost a lot of that over the years with fake news and everything. But it still has, given that, and as much as it's been horribly bashed and nobody trusts it, I think it's about 30% of people trust the news right now. That's way higher than what, what the trust factor is for influencers in the crypto space. Because, again, how do you gain trust? It happens with credibility. It happens with you know, getting shit right. And the reality is, if you look at where we are right now, today, December 26, 2022, the crypto market is in the shitter. Right. And so anybody who talked about crypto, any influencer that talked about crypto right now has zero credibility in most people's eyes because they bought at a high level 
and they're losing money. It happened to me. It actually happened to me yesterday. The family at Christmas. Uh, at Christmas, one of my nieces gets me says, "Uncle John, <laughs> you maybe lose, lose money in crypto." And uh, and I said, you know, I said you didn't lose anything. I said, don't sell, just hold on to it. You have some good stuff in your in your bags. But that's just the reality of it. Is right now when things are down. If you recommend something and things are down, you're going to be viewed. You know, there's going to be they're going to be very very negative against you. But when things are up, you know, you look like a hero. But that's just because you have no credibility established or set. Um, so, yes, I do believe the media gets a little bit more of a free pass because of the fact that they've got that established, you know, credibility set for the past, you know, 50, 60 years. Um, but as you, like we call out in this show, you can see that we've called it all. We call all the bullshit like Kramer. Like, look at Jim Kramer, right? <laughs> Whatever he says, you do the opposite. So the reality is um, I think they do get a pass, but. It's, it's just because there's not enough establishment yet in the crypto space. Yeah, Jackie, did you did you have any thoughts? Uh, I mean, especially with the whole FTX thing and block. Now you can see where there's probably some manipulation in the story. Uh, but these guys are constantly putting out sponsored content and it seems to be OK. But if a YouTube influencer says, hey, this is sponsored content uh, and then it goes bad, uh, you know, they, they get blamed for it. Um, do you have any thoughts on that or should we move on since Johnny transitioned us into the Christmas dinner table story? Yeah, I definitely, I'll just say, I definitely think, I definitely think influencers and YouTubers, um, get more hate from it just because they're putting their own faces out there. Right. Um, usually news, you know, news articles, news, big news platforms and things like that. They're not getting as much hate because it's kind of a behind the scenes. There's no particular face or finger to be able to point to someone at. Right. So I do think that they get the brunt of the of the heat from everything. Um, I agree with Johnny. I got I, I mean, even if you're not an influencer, like if you're just somebody who's an advocate of crypto and you're you know, you're kind of telling your family and friends and they think it's a good thing. And then all of a sudden, sorry, guys, my family just walked in. So you might hear the dog in the background. But um, <laughs> poor dog is limping because he he hurt his shoulder. So he's like limping over towards me. <laughs> Aww. But I will say, yeah, like even if you're not an influencer and you talk to your family and friends, like you kind of look like a joke right now. Like that's what I'm experiencing. I just had a friend come back from Philly. I saw them this morning, you know, and, and they the first thing the first look I get is like a look of concern and it's like how are you doing and I'm like I'm great you know <laughs> chill <laughs> so I, I I imagine everyone's kind of experiencing that right now but guys you know patience is key and if you're a firm like if you just have that vision within yourself and you just know where this space is going I'm just like in the back of my mind I'm just like all right you know like I'll take it like I don't care uh just because I have such a firm belief in I have such a firm belief in my team, honestly, my team and in this academy. So, so I'm, I'm not feeling any sort of pity for myself or any sort of like, Oh shoot, this really sucks. You know, like this bear market has been insanely good. So keep that, keep that spirit high guys. And, and kind of, you know, roll with, roll with your tribe. Yeah. I, I mean, definitely uh, make sure I haven't reminded anybody, but make sure you smash that like button. If you're new to the channel because you're just stumbling on us because the algorithm, make sure that you subscribe. You know, we appreciate you being here. Uh, you both have kind of mentioned already what our next story, kind of the main story that we're going to talk about is the conversation at the Christmas table. Um, and I think uh, I pulled up the article because I think it's uh, kind of a good review 
of what kind of happened this year in 2022. And then it'll transition us to the next story that kind of connects what we can expect, some different narratives in 2023. So, right. After a lackluster rise of crypto in 2021, we saw many new crypto millionaires and several crypto startups attain unicorn status. Came the dramatic fall in 2022, the industry was plagued by macroeconomic pressures, scandals and meltdowns that wiped out fortunes virtually overnight. So the start of the crypto downfall was triggered by external factors, including growing inflation, rate hikes from the United States Federal Reserve, and the international conflict between Ukraine and Russia that shook investors' confidence in the market. I remember, like, with, like I feel like that was the starting point, right? Do you guys remember, like, when the Ukraine war thing jumped off, we had that major first correction, right? And then it kind of led us into the summertime, and then the Terra Luna collapse, right? $40 billion dollars literally evaporated in the matter of days, uh, which then led us to where, you know, we had all the different bankruptcies, right? You had Three Arrows Capital that went under, then it was Celsius, then BlockFi was in trouble. Then FTX said they were going to save, you know, BlockFi. And then as we moved a little bit further along, uh, we saw that FTX was a scam. It was all a fraud, them and Alameda. And then that contagion is kind of still playing out. So, my question is this, uh, did you, like you've already talked about it. What I wanted to talk about is kind of like family members, right? And what they said, because uh, I got some of the, you know, I got some of the same thing. Now, like with my kids, um, I was always kind of waiting for the bottom to bring them in. So I've just been kind of warning them that, hey, we're getting close. If we're going to invest, this is the time. So I kind of, because they were limited in funds, I was just kind of waiting. Uh, but like with coworkers uh, at work, you know, some of them invested kind of like we did last year, right? And so, Johnny, what what was your response to that when people gave you that, you know, crypto was a scam or, hey, what did you get me into? I lost all my money. Like, what was your response to that, Johnny? Yeah, that's kind of exactly what the conversation was. I just told them, I says, look, I, you know what? I told them, take it easy. Number one, take it take easy. It easy. Take a deep breath. All right, Relax. We're in a bear market. This is the time when you're supposed to get scared out and lose all your money. Okay, so I told them, don't worry about it. Go have another dish of pasta. Relax. Have some of this. You know, eat a couple. We got seven fishes on the table over here. Have a couple fish. Eat. Enjoy your life. I said, talk to me in two years. I said, come back in two years. Because I said, did you sell? They said, no, I didn't sell. I said, good. Don't sell. Don't sell. You're in good stuff. You know, and that's it. And you just have to be patient. And that's what it is. Everybody wants to be in a situation where, you know, it's a quick buck and they're making a lot of money. And so the reality is we all know that, yes, we went through that euphoric bull run and it's over and that making you the money, that's gone. That ain't happening. And it may not even come back again. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see 2024 when we get the next having. But, you know, for me, that's what I try. I tried to calm everybody down. But to be honest with you, I'm not in the convincing business. It's not what I do. All right. Listen, you want to get in, you get in. You don't want to get in, you don't have to get in. I don't care. And so I'm not out here trying to push crypto on anybody. <laughs> the reality is, no, I'm not. It's pointless because most people will believe no, I hear you. the media. They'll believe the TV over me. And the TV is telling them crypto is a scam. The TV is telling them it's a Ponzi scheme. And guess what I'm hearing? That's what everybody's saying right now. It's a scam and it's a Ponzi scheme. Great. Fantastic. Keep thinking that way. You know why? Because I could buy H-Bar for three cents because of that thought. Right, I can buy I can buy Filecoin for you right. know or flow for under a dollar because of that thought. Keep thinking that it's okay. While they're thinking that and the market's dropping, 
I'm DCAing. I'm buying these things in over the next two years. I'll be DCAing in every month. And, you know, two years from now, it'll probably be a different, it'll be a different narrative. So you just can't get yourself wrapped up. You can't get, you can't beat yourself up over it. And you can't try to, you know, there's an old saying, you all know it. You can bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I don't try to make <laughs> horses drink. Yeah. So Jackie, was, uh, how, go ahead. I was going to say that was so Italian. I'm not in the convincing business. Nope. <laughs> I'm so no, Italian. No. <laughs> Go ahead, so, go Jackie, ahead. did you, did you? I was gonna say, did you have anything? Uh, some 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 similar uh, can't talk. Similar experiences with family members, or maybe your brother, like you know, pushing <laughs> back on what what'd you get me into? This is oh your my gosh, I know. Well, here's the funny thing: my brother and my friends, um, some of my friends, like some people who are a little more into investing, and in some conversations that I've had, um. They are believers in crypto and getting into crypto to see the um, to see the returns on it. But that's the only reason why. And this is interesting because I have a lot of people that I'm in contact with who are investors. They invest in the stock market. Right. And they're you know, they're a little anxious about cryptocurrency, but they see it as an investment opportunity. And so I get a lot like oh, yeah, yeah, I'll wait a little bit longer and then I'll get in. And I, you know, and but they don't follow crypto like we follow crypto. And so, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, OK, like, does it does it really are they really that, um, I guess, disciplined, right, where they're actually going to execute that plan um, because they are smart when it comes to investing. You know, they they buy red, sell green. Um but I don't know. I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see if that actually does happen uh, with them, because they don't they don't follow it like we do. We they see all the big news stories and stuff like that, and so it's concerning right now at this point in time after the whole FTX scandal and stuff like that. But I have my brother because he, and I always use him as an example. Guys, bless bless him. He's a great guy. Um, he is a little emotional though when it comes to the markets, but. You know, he because he saw that run up, we we got into the market um, 2019, early 2020. So we saw we saw big profits. Right. We didn't take enough profits. That's everyone's story. Um, it's I love it because it was a huge learning um, experience. Sometimes I look and, you know, get a little aggravated, uh, especially when I'm told that, <laughs> when I'm told that I didn't execute well enough. But, um, you know, it's with someone like him, because he saw that run up, he's a believer in crypto and he he wants to invest more and to dollar cost average, but he doesn't follow it like we do. And he, you know, he still complains and things like that. And I don't think, yeah, he just doesn't see the macro perspective. So anyway, that's funny. That, Jackie, that, yeah, that, two different narratives there. Jack is, I think you're talking about the bull runs and we didn't take enough profit. This is probably the right time to talk about the smartest way to track your crypto and take some profits. So we're just going to roll that beautiful videotape. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, 
Berlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com. That's MerlinCrypto.com and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Definitely don't become a victim, guys. Make sure you have an exit plan and take those profits. As Jackie said, we all made the mistake. We're all kicking ourselves. We all lost money here because we didn't we didn't take enough profits at the piece. But there'll be another bull run coming, and you're going to get a second chance. Yeah, you know, and to kind of wrap up this story, um, you know, so when people come up to me and they're being condescending or they want to take shots and they say something about like crypto, then I just say, you know what? You're right. You're 100%. You're right. And I just leave it at that. But if somebody has like a serious, like they, they want to understand like, hey, is this something that's normal? So let's finish up the article, right? This is what I, because this is kind of what I talk about. So however, any crypto, crypto veteran will tell you that the industry has seen much worse and has always ba- bounced back to its feet. While the collapse of the third largest crypto exchange, FTX, is definitely significant, it doesn't come close to the Mt. Gox hacks from the early days of the crypto exchanges, right? That was in 2014. Imagine there weren't a lot of different cryptocurrencies. You had Ethereum, Bitcoin, I think maybe Litecoin. I mean, you didn't even have Ethereum. Yeah, Bitcoin, maybe Litecoin. I think that was it. Uh, XRP was in its infancy, infancy, right? So imagine everybody's in Bitcoin. 70% of it is held on this one exchange and it gets hacked and it ends up going away, right? And these were during the times where, you know, Bitcoin had only been around since, you know, 2009. So when people talked about it going to zero, there's a, you know, there's that chance that it might have gone to zero. So that's where people's headspace were. So I do believe that the Mt. Gax hack was a bigger event. This thing feels bigger to us because um, I don't think anyone was paying attention to the Mt. Gox hack as far as regulators, right? I think we get more attention now and there's more people kind of in the space. But that's what I always point back to. Every single bear market, there's been something. Mt. Gox, Bitfinex, um, and now FTX. Every cycle, there's going to be some kind of narrative. In the next cycle, it's going to be something else. Right. Uh, we don't know what that's going to be, but it's always going to be something. Yeah. So, so moving on, thing, go ahead. Judge. One thing we see is it seems that each, you know, each one has, whoops, wrong, but each one seems to be getting a little more attention of the regulators. And we're in a different area of time now when you look at where the, where the markets were, crypto markets were back in 2013, 2017. It's almost like the regulators didn't care. You didn't hear a lot about it on TV, not like they do today, right? Where you see the SEC so heavily involved in going after everybody. I just feel like the um, the awareness in the crypto market space has gone up exponentially from where we were in the previous bull run, where now this stuff is getting attention. If Mt. Gox happened now, I think everybody in their mother would know about it. But back then, I didn't oh, know yeah. about Mt. Gox until, you know, until the, I read that article like a year ago. But other than that, who heard about Mt. Gox? But if it Mt. Gox happened today, I feel like the whole world would know about it. So I just feel like there's a lot more attention on the crypto space now. Gonzo, I just feel it's a completely different space where it was, you know, four, 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 eight years ago. A hundred percent. I'm trying to get the next story to come up uh, related to 2023. Oh, there it is. I think this is it, right? And so, uh, time in the market, ways to approach crypto investing in 2023. So I thought this was a good transition. Because, you know, 
as we were talking about the dinner table and kind of summarizing what happened in 2022, we can look forward to 2023 and some of the different narratives that might come up. So what the article talks about is obviously going back to the Ukraine and Russia war and the narrative around uh, the cost of energy, right? And the cost of energy going up and that affecting different things. Uh, another narrative is gonna be inflation, right? We know that Jerome Powell has um, been saying that they're gonna hold the federal funds rate longer. Uh, they're gonna hold it at a certain rate for a longer period of time, right? So we've, we had 75 all year, we went to 50. The assumption is that maybe we do 25, right? Maybe another 25. So in the at the end of the day, I think the federal fund rate ends up somewhere between 5% and maybe 5.5%. And then they're going to hold it there. And then they're looking to kind of break the economy because inflation's at like 7.1%, I think it is off the top of my head. And they're waiting for inflation to drop and the federal funds rate to be above that. So um, I think that's going to be another narrative as we go into 2023. Um, and then the contagion thing, right? Uh, as far as who else falls um, after the whole FTX debacle. When you look back at the Lehman Brothers and the stock market thing, um, there was a major correction in the stock market, but the real bottom didn't kick in for five to six months. So a lot of people are saying that the real bottom of the real effects of what happened with FTX won't happen five to six months after November, which puts us in 2023, right? Uh, and then the whole regulatory um, atmosphere, right? What happens now? Are we going to get stablecoin regulation? Um, you know, are they going to, you know, ban certain protocols? Are they going to call them securities? Um, those are all narratives that I think are going to go into 2023 and that we, we're going to get some kind of resolution on. And the last thing that happens every cycle is the minor capitulation, right? Because um, it costs a certain amount of money to mine Bitcoin. And as the price drops, the profitability goes down. There's a story that we probably won't get to, but um, because of the winter, uh, that winter storm that went through, 30% um, of the hash rate dropped because in Texas, they had to shut off the Bitcoin miners because they had to conserve power for the black uh, for the blackouts, right? And so there's a lot of talk of, well, how decentralized is Bitcoin if you guys lost 30% of your hash rate because it's all in Texas? So those are all things to kind of look at. What's funny about the article is, those are some of the narratives that we're going to see next year. But what do you think about some narratives that we that we might see, uh, Jackie, going into next year or things that you're looking at that might affect the way that you invest? I really think um, you touched on the, you know, the um, storms and things like that. I really think that we're going to see big narratives around um, climate change problems and things like that that will affect supply chain. I think that that's going to be a big narrative that we're coming up into um, seeing in in 2024, 2025. Um, like you said, you know, right now it's all about crashing the dollar, right? Inflation's rising. Everything else is going up. Rent costs are going up. People, companies have to cut payroll. Um, people are going to be out of jobs. Middle class is going to be crushed. Um, you touched on the banks and CBDCs. I think that this is a big thing that's coming about as well, um, where, you know, a lot of a lot of companies are going to start setting themselves up as cryptocurrency banks. I think that we're going to see that um, come to play here in the next couple of years as well. You see a ton of banks getting on. And that's the other thing I wanted to point out 
it's cryptocurrency versus blockchain. I had this conversation with someone the other day as well. It's those, so many people are interchanging those two as equal value. They're not equal value at all. Blockchain is the technology. This is what is not going away. We we talked, um, Kathy Woods, all those big, all those big hedge funds, big um, companies, big investors, they see the power in blockchain. That's not leaving. Cryptocurrency is the thing that needs to be regulated, is the thing that is of question right now, um, because every cryptocurrency has its different use cases use case, different utility, different tokenomics, things like that. They're not interchangeable. But blockchain is what is going to stick around. That's what's needed. So when we start to see these um, narratives come across, climate change, you know, extreme weather conditions, you just mentioned, um, you know, they had to shut down miners, um, they're going to have to shut down different supply chains. But what is going to be needed to solve that problem, solve those problems, is going to be blockchain, that is going to be the resolution. Um, so, so yeah, I, I definitely see that coming here pretty quickly. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of banks, um, are setting themselves up. We see JP Morgan coming out with their own CBDC. Wells Fargo is jumping in on the train. Like all, all of these big banks are looking to stay relevant and they are looking to utilize blockchain. So when they come out and say, you know, oh, we, we see no need for cryptocurrency. Um, look at, look at what they're, don't listen to what they're saying. Look at what they're doing. Right. And, and it's funny because the article is going to talk about like suggestions it talks a lot about the layer ones and it mentions the different layer ones and then layer twos, which are scaling solutions. And it says nothing about like payment rails, the ISO tokens. It doesn't talk about XRP. It's just like, very, very narrow minded kind of investment thing. I'm going to have a different question for you, Johnny. Um, but it does talk about as Ethereum kind of being a lower risk investment kind of thesis because of decentralized finance. So, so it's theory is, it's less risky to invest in Ethereum, which is the overall ecosystem, than it is on the individual app like Uniswap, right? Which is an individual app. And so my question to you, Johnny, is because you're an old guy like me and you were around back in the dot-com. In Web2, the, so the internet was the internet, right? And that's what they built on, but the value was in the applications, right? So. The internet was able to scale. They built these applications and the value was in the applications. That's where the money was made, whether it was Google, Facebook, whatever you have, right? What do you think about blockchain and the different protocols? Do you think that like this article is right, that the value is in the actual blockchain, like Ethereum, Solana, whatever that is? Or do you think the true value will be kind of like what happened in Web2 and the internet will be in the applications that they build? Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, first of all, I think that's a great question. And they don't always talk about the uh, unlocking of the value of of the, the total value locked in these systems. And they talk about unlocking them and really bringing the, the value of the web to people. So, you know, for me, first of all, I do agree and believe that the blockchain has way more value than the cryptocurrency. The cryptocurrency is just a you know an incentive to kind of keep some of those blockchains operating, but the blockchain itself, the technology of, of the way keeping track and making things you know consensus based, whereas there is going to be value in that, and there's no question that's going to change the world and that's going to shift us into Web 3.0. 
and, you know, unlocking the value in that and how you, you get that value out of there is what we're all waiting to see how that's going to happen. And will that be through the companies who create the blockchains or will it be through the cryptocurrency that the blockchain runs on? That's to me, the $64,000 question that we're all waiting to hear. But when I think about 2023 and what are the projects that you want to look at and get into, listen, none of us know, none of us have a crystal ball. None of us know what's going on, but I will tell you there is one project out there that is super exciting that we all believe in and partly, you know, full disclosure is because it is being offered by the 3T Academy, but I do want to give you a little hint what that project is about, Gonzo. So let me just share a little bit and then we'll hop Are you going I get so pumped up when I hear that video. That is so awesome to see. I know. Uh, but- so let me finish this thought, and then we'll kick it to Jackie so she can talk about the announcement, right? Yeah. And so, like I said, there's the ISO tokens, XRP. There are all these different narratives that are going to go into 2023. But I, I highlighted this part because I, I really liked it. It says, there is no secret sauce to making millions in the crypto space. The general approach should be buy low and sell high. Easier said than done, right? Therefore, 2023 is not a bad time to start as market prices are low. Furthermore, the time spent in the market is better than timing of the uh, Furthermore, the time spent in the market is better than the timing of entering the market. Um, The longer investors stay in the market and follow the ground rules as often as possible, the higher their returns will be. Right. And we say this time and time again, the longer that you're in a market, the better off that you're going to be. Yes, it matters when you come in and when you make your buys, it, you're going to DCA in, into, um, you know, into a bear market. That's always better. But if you're in for a very long period of time, five to 10 to 15 years, it probably doesn't matter where you got in. As long as those projects are around, they're going to appreciate in value. So, uh, Jackie, why don't you kind of finish us off and talk about X Royalty and kind of the surprise announcement? Yes, thank you, Gonzo. Um, I 100% agree with your your final thought there. Um, time in the market always beats timing the market. That's why we absolutely are super grateful to be a part of the 3T Academy. Um, a, a lot of us have been in the market for quite some time now, and so you know, having this group um, and people to kind of help you out with not going it alone um, is is super valuable in and of itself, right? Um, but that is, you know, kind of the benefits of being part of the 3T Academy. Uh, this is a huge project, guys. X Royalty is a huge project that we are launching through the 3T Academy. Um, this project is all about utility. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of NFTs that launched over this past year, they were just, you know, they were just kind of empty promises. Things that they talked about that they would provide for their users. A lot of them were rug pulls. A lot of them were scams. Um, just the clearest way, I guess, I could explain X royalty to people is that this is kind of your ticket into what 3T Academy has already been doing. Um, we've already been doing it, guys. These conferences, these events, these retreats, everything that we are offering, it's already been happening. This is just the way that we are getting it out to the public and out to our our warriors. Um, we are growing as an academy. And so the way that we are looking to kind of fix the ability of, of 
to cap, you know, our events and things like that is to be able to offer a ticket in this sense. Um, so that's what this project is about. It's about um, coming together with your tribe. Uh, we, I talked about that earlier, roll with your tribe. Um, so with X royalty, you know, we hope to bring um, knowledge and experience and, and just, you know, kind of, kind of the ability to bring people together um, in in-person events. We are going to have virtual events tied to this project. We are going to have um, a metaverse, uh, which looks absolutely sick, guys. I am um, involved in the process, everything behind the scenes um, of how this thing is launching. And so I've seen a lot of the things that my team has been working on, and it's phenomenal. Um, the best, yeah, what I can say is, so I guess I'll just give, you know, I'll give the dirty details now. The price announcement, a lot of people have been asking about the price announcement that will be announced in the Discord today. So make sure you go and follow the link below. Um, you can, this is our light paper. You can take a look at this. This is also posted in our Discord, um, our roadmap, you know, everything that we uh, plan to do with milestones, things like that. More in depth about our tier system, you can find that in the light paper as well. But go um, join the Discord today. We'll have the price announcement in there. I know that's everyone's number one question. I don't blame anybody for that at all. Um, yeah. Obviously, people. Coach Shavy wants to make the announcement. That's why it's going to be in there because he wants yes. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, what else was I going to say? I think price announcement. Oh, website, guys. Website will be up. Um, today possibly i i'm shooting for today uh if it if anything kind of holds us up it will be at the latest tomorrow but we're looking to get it out today so so nice. keep on the lookout for that too all right well we appreciate you guys joining us today thank you so much for allowing me to host and spending time with me thank you to johnny uh for helping me out this morning thank you to jackie uh johnny you can go ahead and roll that as we always say warriors rise get your shit together baby let's go and don't forget guys this wednesday coming up special guest warriors above crypto 11 oh, yeah. eastern time wednesday don't miss it we loved it warriors i'm so happy about that rise. let's go let's go bye guys thanks for joining us